0: Hello, Inspire friends and family. This is Pastor Philip Muella. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. But before we start, I got some exciting news, and we need your help. Inspire Church was awarded a matching grant that promises to quadruple every financial contribution we receive up to $10,000 from now until the end of February. This means for every dollar contributed, we get $4.00. For every $100, we get $400. For every $1,000, we get $4,000. This is a game changer for all God is calling Inspired Church to do in 2021. Would you consider making a contribution today and helping us accomplish our goal? If so, please go to inspiredchurches.com and click our 10 for 40 initiative there follow three easy steps and watch your contribution quadruple for the glory of god thank you so much for listening i hope you're blessed by this message Inspired church family happy new year you've made it through 2020 welcome to the study i had to give a shout out to my great friend edward paz and the movement church we are in his office filming for the next few weeks so welcome to the Sermon in the Study. Now, I wanna, by way of introduction, tell you that for the first time uh, in the four years of Inspire's existence, we're gonna attempt to do something that we've never done before as a church. For the first time as a church, we're going to enter into a 21-day of fasting and prayer. Now, I know anytime someone says fasting, you're immediately like, oh my goodness, add 21 to that and there might be a panic, but hear me out, I'm gonna break this down for you so you can truly understand what God is calling us to in the month of January. Now, to be honest, I really don't think there's ever been a time in the history of Inspired Church or really in the history of my own ministry where Fasting and praying is more appropriate than in the days we're living in right now. And I want you to see this. And I want you to hear my heart. I want you to hear our vision for these 21 days. Our heart is to help you become more aware of God. More aware of who He is to you. You see, in 2021, let me ask you a question. What captured your attention, right? Have you, been able to, have you been able to focus on God and his goodness, his character, his attributes, or has the worries and troubles of the year overwhelmed your mind? We want you to become more aware of who God is to you, but not just who he is to you. We want you to become more aware of what God is doing in you right? Ha, have you stopped to consider the spiritual ramifications of 2020 or has 2020 just been so horrible that you're speeding across the finish line to 2021, uh, not willing to look back? Now, have you been able to actually see just how much God used 2020 to reveal to you and mold you to look more like him? We want you to become more aware of who he is to you, more aware of what he's doing in you. And finally, we want you to become more aware of what he wants to do through you. Have you been so busy and so consumed with chasing your own will that you haven't stopped to ask God his will for your life in 2021? You see, we're fasting and praying for 21 days because we want to create a God-centered consciousness in 2021. So here's how we are planning to attack these 21 days as a church. I want to break it down to you so it doesn't feel so overwhelming. The first way is this. Uh, our 21-day fasting and praying prayers <laughs> won't start until Monday, January 11th. So you have a little over a week, about eight days to really process through this and discern if the Lord is calling you to take this journey with us. Now, secondly, uh, there are different fasts to consider. Uh, You can fast breakfast, you can fast lunch, you can fast dinner, you can mix in, uh, you can do all three. There are different ways that you can fast throughout these 21 days. Uh, So there are different strategies that you can implement uh, uh, so that you can participate in this journey but you can do it at the pace you feel called to do during this time and lastly, and I'm really excited about this, there are four things that we're going to do as a church to help inspire you on your journey. We're gonna come alongside you. We're not just gonna say, hey, let's fast and and leave you out to dry. Uh, We're gonna take this journey together as a church. I hope that the Lord is tugging at your heart even now as I explain this, but there are four things we're gonna do, and I'm gonna kinda break those down to you right now so that you can uh, know that you're not alone and we're in this together. The first one is this, every Sunday, here we are, we will present to you what we're calling Sunday studies. Now I want you to take note of the new times. We're gonna start our Sunday services at 9.15 and 1015. And Pastor Roger and myself will take you through a timely study on prayer every week that will energize you and fuel you as you enter into the week. Number two, and I am super excited about our Zoom lounges. Uh, Here's Let me tell you a little bit about our Zoom lounges. Immediately following every service, so immediately following the 915 service, and immediately following the 10:15 service, we are going to open up our Zoom doors. In fact, we're going to open it up today immediately following this service. What's going to happen in there? You're going to get an opportunity to join facilitators and others that are taking this journey with you. You're going to be able to talk through the sermon, talk through prayer, and really get the encouragement you need to continue to progress on this journey. Number 3, Friday night prayer gatherings starting Friday January 15th so there's a there's about a week and a half till we get there uh, uh, and every following Friday in January we're going to be hosting prayer gatherings on zoom from 7 to 8 30 you can go to one of the gatherings you can go to all four of the gatherings you can go to two gatherings but we're going to open those up for you so that you can join us throughout this month of January and just Seek the Lord and worship with us together. And finally, number four, our online resources. Uh, Our marketing team, our online team does such an amazing job. And I just want to highlight three ways that we're going to support you online. Number one is we're going to provide resources at our website at inspirechurches.com. So every week, Pastor Roger and I, before we bring the study, we're going to spotlight an article, a podcast, or a video clip that'll help deepen your understanding of fasting and prayer. If you like to nerd out like me, you just want to go deeper into fasting and prayer and really kind of understand that. We're going to provide resources for you on inspiredchurches.com. Number two, if you're not following us on social media, Instagram, or Facebook, please do, as we're going to be providing for you every day what we're calling a daily bread. For 21 days, every day, we're going to post a, a truth, a scripture, and a prayer to pray. This is going to be a daily reminder. It's also going to be a daily inspiration for you just to dive in deeper as we seek the Lord and become more aware of of God. And finally, number three on our social media, we're bringing back our live devos. Uh, Tune in every Wednesday evening during the fast where one of our very own members from Inspire Church uh, will make a live appearance both on Facebook Live and Instagram Live and share an encouragement and a word for the journey. Uh, uh, Listen, as a church, uh, we're doing this so that we could inspire you, but at the end of the day, uh, we can inspire you, but it's up to you to discern if God is tugging at your heart to make this commitment and to take the next steps in order to become really more aware of God in 2021. Now, if you're feeling led to do this, if you're listening to this and you might feel a little anxiety or a little fear, but there's something inside that says, yes, I need this, um, there's a couple of things I want you to do today. In fact, there are two things I want you to do immediately following this study. The first one is I want you to go to inspiredchurches.com and I want you to download the My 21 Day Fasting Plan. Okay, so you can download My 21 Day Fasting Plan. We'll make that available for you online. Number two, I want you to jump in a Zoom lounge immediately following this service. And our facilitators will be waiting for you. You're gonna be able to gather with other people in community. We're gonna encourage you. We're gonna go over what we went over this morning. We're gonna go over the fast plan and we're really gonna set our trajectory for what God has coming for us. And so we'll be able to answer questions there and really just have a beautiful time in the Lord together. Again. We're doing everything we can as a church to set this up so that you can join it, but at the end of the day, you really have to take that next step. And I hope by the Spirit of God would even lead you now to do that. So, before we get into the short message I have today, I wanna say a prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we wanna become more aware of you. We want you to be in the forefront of our minds. We wanna make you bigger than every fear, every concern, every doubt or worry that 2021 or 2020 threw our way. We wanna put you, Jesus, back in the center of our focus and we wanna discover your will for our lives in 2021. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, like I said, welcome to our first sermon in the study. I wanna ask you a question. Are you a person who prays or are you a person of prayer? You know, in my own walk with Christ, I've often asked myself that question Really, in an effort to reevaluate my prayer life. You see, my prayer life is up and down like a roller coaster. Uh, sometimes I experience seasons of high prayer life intensity, and many times, as much as I don't like to admit it, I find myself uh, living in a season of prayerlessness. And I come back to the question wait, am I a person who prays, or am I a person? Of prayer, so what I'd like to do is to help you reevaluate your prayer life in this time as we set our face toward this January journey. Now, let me describe to you the differences between a person who prays and a person of prayer. You see, a person who prays tends to only pray obligatory prayers. What's an obligatory prayer? These are prayers that are motivated by a sense of duty or obligation. You know, if you're like me, I often turn prayers into a task, right? Something to check off the list of life. Kind of like, you know, taking out the garbage or vacuuming the house. The, the, these aren't activities that I necessarily like. Now, there might be some of you watching, you like folding clothes, like you like cleaning the house. Uh, that's a bit of a problem. But but overall, there's not a lot of people say, man, I love chores, right? It's more of a task. It's not something that you want to do. It's something that you have to do or that you should do. And, and it's so funny is because, you know, if the garbage could take out itself, like we would be overjoyed to allow it to do so, right? We even have vacuums that vacuum uh, for themselves. And so we, we purchase that and we let that baby go, right? If we could find a way for the dishes to clean themselves, like right? the bed to make itself, like we'll have no problems like giving up that task uh, because again, it's something... We have to do, but it's not something that we want to do. And this is why we speed through those tasks, right? This is why we prefer to skip over those tasks, right? But I want you to pay attention to this. Obligatory prayers are really just religious burdens, right? They're, They're something you should do or have to do, but they're not something you actually want to do. Uh, it's an obligation maybe you're a leader at a church you're a leader at inspire pastor phil called a 21 day fasting and prayer and because of a leader and you love jesus you feel like man i have to do this as a leader i feel obligated but there really isn't an urgency an inner inspiration or desire to connect it really is something that you feel obligated to do as a result while you're involved in i can't tell you how many times i've been called to do something and i've done it out of obligation i don't really receive what God has. A person who prays tends to only pray mechanical prayers. Prayers uh, that are motivated by tradition or, or culture or routine. In fact, if you remember the words of Jesus, he said, when you pray, he says, do not keep up empty phrases right this, this this can be a, a, a form a, a, in the form of superstitious repetitions, right, or formulaic phrases. Right? I like to call these prayers, you know, Beetlejuice prayers. You ever watch Beetlejuice, right? If you, if you said the magic name three times, right? Beetlejuice, 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 right? Beetlejuice would pop up. Like a lot of us believe that like that's how we conduct our prayer life. Like if we just say the magic phrase, if we just say the name of Jesus so many times, like we superstitiously believe that all of a sudden Jesus is going to pop up and appear and give us what we need or what we want. But this is, and and hear me out, this is important. I love the beauty of culture. I really do. I, I love the transcendent beauty of tradition. I also utilize the power of habits. But it's when we participate in those things without understanding, right? When we participate in those prayer routines, those prayer traditions, and we do it without understanding, we're really not praying at all, but we're just participating in something without life, empty, lifeless, vain repetitions, superstitious uh, uh, cultural traditions that ultimately don't connect with the heart of God. You see, a person who prays tends to only pray emergency prayers, right? And we've all been there. I am the first to tell you, what's an emergency prayer? I like to call them panic prayers, right? Have you ever prayed a panic prayer, right? Prayers that are motivated by something going wrong, right? We've all been there, right? This is the person that prays the if-then prayers. Like, have you ever heard of the if-then? Maybe you will remember praying an if-then prayer. Remember that prayer that you prayed said, you know, God, if, if you heal my grandma, then I promise I will serve you my whole life. Uh, Some of us have been in really dark places where we prayed if-then prayers. Or maybe, you know, you were pulled over by the police and you had some contraband in the car. Uh, You had some things, you were doing some things you shouldn't, and you begin to pray that prayer. God, if you get me out of this, then I'll go to church every Sunday, right? It never fails. Like, we get out of it and we end up not keeping our end of the deal This is emergency prayers, right? Panic prayers. Uh, This person treats God like a fire hydrant or an emergency responder, right? The only time they break God out is in case of an emergency. To a person who prays, God is not their primary place of rest. To a person who prays, God is not their primary source of strength. He's simply an accessory, right? A last resort to be stored away and brought out only on certain occasions. Now, I don't want you to get it wrong. Uh, We go through ebbs and flows of our prayer life and there are many times where I'm living in seasons where my prayer is obligatory uh, or I rush into prayer in emergency. Uh, But I don't wanna stay in that place. I don't wanna live in that place, right? And so that is a person of prayer, but, I'm sorry, that is a person who prays, but a person of prayer, are you ready, has learned and is learning to continue steadfastly in prayer and to pray without ceasing, right? In fact, today, I'm gonna share with you these really brief texts, like I don't typically, I usually have a long text to give to you, but today I have Two small texts. this will probably be the shortest text that I'll ever preach on in the history of my ministry, and it comes out of Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, and 1 Thessalonians 5:17. Colossians 4:2 simply says this, "Are you ready? Continue steadfastly in prayer. First, Thessalonians 5:17 simply says, "Pray without ceasing. Don't stop." praying. To a person of prayer, God is not an emergency response, but he's a primary focus. To a person of prayer, God is not a a plan B, but he's plan A, and there is no other option. And this is crucial, very important. One key difference between a person who prays And a person of prayer is that a person of prayer lives, are you ready? In a daily desperation for the presence of God. A person who prays only goes to God when they think they need him. A person of prayer always prays because they realize they always need him. Day by day, moment by moment, a desperation, a perpetual desperation for the presence of God. This is why Jesus said in the Beatitudes, blessed, in other words, happy are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. How can somebody who is Be happy. How can somebody be who is poor be living the blessed life? But Jesus says, blessed, happy are the poor in spirit. In other words, happy are those who realize just how spiritually impoverished they are, because the more aware of our need we become, the more desperate we rely on the presence of God. When somebody knows that they are spiritually impoverished, that they are that there is nothing they can do to sustain themselves. They rely on the presence of God. There is a desperation and so happy are those who are poor because they realize their perpetual need for the presence of God. This is why both Peter and James will tell us God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. In other words, God resists those who believe that they can do it themselves, uh, that they don't need any help. God opposes them. He ignores them. Their self-sufficiency robs them of the desperation and the dependency that they need to have to be able to rely on the presence of God. Listen, prayerlessness is a kind of functional atheism. You hear me? Christians, you're out there? Uh, If you're living a life of prayerlessness, you may call yourself a Christian by name, but you are actually functioning in a kind of atheism. I know that's provocative, but there's truth to this. Prayerlessness is a denial of the existence of God. It's an ignoring of his daily presence in your life. Prayerlessness is also a kind of idolatry. What do you mean by that, Pastor Phil? I'm gonna tell you. It's a denial of my need for God and a dependence on my own strength. That's idolatry, right? When you replace God with something else, when your dependency, your ultimate source of strength, joy, decision is based off of something else and not God and prayerlessness says, God, I got this. I can handle this. And so not only is it a functional atheism, but it's a form of idolatry. And I don't want to condemn you because in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation. God is beckoning you to come back to him. But I want you to allow the Holy Spirit to convict your heart. A person of prayer prays always because they live in a perpetual desperation for the presence of God. I wanna share with you a story. Uh, In 2020, I hit another gear in my prayer life. In fact, 2020 will make you do that. Um, You see, I've had seasons in my life where I prayed because it was what I was supposed to do. I prayed out of obligation. I've had seasons in my life where I pray because that's what I wanted to do. Like the beauty of Jesus Christ and his selfless sacrifice like compelled me to meet him. Like and I always thought that was the best place to be. Not not praying because I have to, but praying out of desire, not out of duty, praying because I want to be with Jesus. What a beautiful place to be. But I got to tell you 2020 took my prayer life to another level. I hit a new gear in 2020. A gear that I forgot existed. Because of 2020, I dealt with anxiety. Uh, I dealt with stress in 2020. I I dealt with Fear in 2020. There were times where I'd be hit so hard with doubt in 2020 that I had no other choice but to pray. I prayed uh, because if I didn't, I'd go crazy. I prayed because if I didn't, I'd stress myself out. I prayed because if I didn't, I'd fall apart. I prayed because if I didn't, I'd sabotage my health. I prayed because if I didn't, I would die. You better believe I learned to become a person of prayer. I learned to pray with without ceasing in 2020, not because I had to, not because I had to, not even because I wanted to, because I absolutely was so desperate. I had no choice. I couldn't function unless I prayed. You see, until you learn to become more aware of your daily need for him, you'll never become a person of prayer. Until you realize that you need him, like you need the air you breathe. Until you realize that you need him, ready? Like you need the food that you eat. That's what fasting is. It's foregoing of food. It's saying, I'm going to deny something my body needs because I know that I need him more. Until you realize that you need God more than air, more than food, you'll be a person who prays but you'll not be a person of prayer. And I wanna finish by just getting you to imagine this. Imagine how drastically your life would change if prayer became a central component to your life. Imagine what your 2021 could look like if you became not a person who prays, but a person of prayer. I mean, think about it. How would it change the way you deal with tragedy? How would it change the way you deal with unexpected circumstances, curveballs that you weren't expecting? How would a praying life help you deal with those things? How would it tra- tra- just? How would it tremendously, drastically, radically change your marriage? how would it change not your spouse half the time we spend our time praying God change her what if you said God change me if you became a person of prayer in 2021 how would it change your marriage how would it change your children how would it change your parenting if you began to lift them up before the Lord out of desperation how much more aware of God would you become if you became not a person who prays but a person of prayer How much more aware would you become of what God is doing in you and what He wants to do through you in 2021 if you became a person of prayer? I got good news for you. There's time. God's grace is sufficient. His mercies are new every morning. I don't want you to feel condemnation if you feel like, man, I've been a person who prays for so long. I want you to feel an anticipation of becoming a person of prayer. And I want you to know that the gospel of Jesus Christ will prepare you to become a, a person of prayer. The gospel of Jesus Christ tells you that you are loved, that God sent His Son to die so that He can be with you, that Christ, our mediator, because of His death, has now opened up an opportunity for us to step in the presence of God. He has made a way to spend time with him. Allow the beauty of that truth beckon you, call you to wanna be in the presence of this loving God. But the gospel also tells us that we're sinners, that we are unrighteous, that we are undeserving, that we are dirty, but because of the blood of Jesus, we've been made clean. And so if you put your faith and trust in the cross of Christ, you have access to God, the God of the universe. Let that excite you and inspire you to want to get in his presence and know him more. The beautiful gospel beckons you to come to prayer, to come humbly, and it reminds you of your desperate need for the Lord because without God we would be eternally separated from His righteousness, His perfection, His bliss, His pleasure. But in Christ, in His atoning sacrifice on the cross, He has opened up the door for us to have peace with God and to have relational connection with Him. If that beautiful sacrifice of His blood and body made a way for me to be in His presence, why would I only be obligated? (laughs) Why would I be mechanical? Why would it only be relegated to emergency? I wouldn't just be a person who prays, but I would be a person of prayer. The beauty of the gospel beckons you. Will you pray with me now? And will you take this journey with us? I love you guys so much. I cannot wait to see what God does on the other side of this. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, (laughs) I can't help but worship you. I I I can't help but thank you. But at the same time, I can't help but repent for not taking uh, the beautiful opportunity that your son has given us in his death to come before you. You are daily ready. Your ears are open. Your arms are extended. You're ready to speak to us. You're ready to work in us and work through us. You're You're ready to give us identity, to tell us who we are, to tell us our calling. God, you are so available waiting for us. You don't turn us away when we come to you humbly and sincere. Even though I'm a sinner, the blood of Jesus has made me perfect and righteous. And so God, for the next 21 days, as we start this in a little over a week, everyone that's watching, I pray the Holy Spirit would lead you not to be afraid, not to be apprehensive, not to say my schedule's busy. I don't know. <laughs> I pray right now, Lord, not out of obligation or condemnation, but I just pray every excuse would fall. And that the joy of the Lord would uh, be our strength that we would enter into this journey together, Lord. Bless, inspire, awaken this church even in the midst of a pandemic in which we're shut down. Awaken us, God. Help us to become more aware of you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining us for this week's Inspired Churches podcast. Don't forget to share or subscribe to join us every Sunday. You can keep up with Inspired Churches through Instagram, at Inspire Churches, or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Churches. To support the ministry, you can click on the link in the description or visit us at InspireChurches.com for more information.